in launching Playboy, perhaps the smartest thing Hugh Hefner did was in establishing his personality as that of a witty, urbane sophisticate who enjoyed the company of many, many young women. After all, who knows how many fewer copies the magazine might have sold had he instead depicted himself as a solitary master baiter. Tim Carville, History's Great Persons Reconsidered. Welcome, everybody, to the Campus Reach Podcast, a podcast designed to encourage and equip you in the work of evangelism. I'm your host, Keith Darrell. This is episode 92, I believe, Porn is hate. And I am broadcasting from Moscow, Idaho. My semester is essentially over. I uh, might have a couple weeks left, uh, depending on weather in a few spots. This uh, the, the spring weather has not been uh, totally cooperative, but I am coming off of probably my favorite two weeks of the semester in Kansas, as well as in Colorado. Just really, really good, fruitful times. And surprisingly, a, a large number of uh, hecklers and stuff like that came back to apologize, which is uh, relatively unique, especially uh, immediately. Usually it's a, a semester later or a year later, I'll see those individuals again, and they'll have a little bit more of a you know, humble disposition, whereas uh, it happening on the same day is a little bit rare. Um, but what I, uh, so one day I showed up in Colorado in the campus, uh, there were a couple other guys preaching, uh, so waiting for them to get done. And uh, just some other things going on. So I ran out to my car. I, I do have uh, three signs that I bring with me. I don't always bring them with me onto campus, but sometimes I'll bring them with me when I'm traveling and preaching. Uh, one says just says two plus two equals four, and you'll be surprised at how many people want to interact with you over that. One says God is love. Very few people actually want to interact with you over that. And then another one says porn is hate, and you'll get quite a few people that want to interact with you over that. So I very rarely ever use um, signs. I never use a banner, but if, if I show up to a campus and things are busy and I don't, I feel like my preaching would be too disruptive to something that's already going on. I'll go back to my car, grab a sign, sit there. And that way people, I can still interact with people um, and yet not preach. And so that's why I have them. Very rarely do I ever bring them with me uh, when I'm actually have the chance to preach. So I grabbed them on this campus, brought them out. I was sitting there and here are two conversations that I had, one with a young woman and the other with a young man. And when the Me Too thing was popular, I'd often start off with, you know, 70 years ago, Hugh Hefner was a cultural and sexual revolutionary. He gave us Playboy magazine, um, but now we, he, he's essentially uh, has, has established a cultural victory. And you guys are the fruit of his sexual revolution. And then I'd ask the question, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, how do we know they're not just the Hugh Hefners of the day? And that would usually get the ball rolling and discussion going. Um, but I do think that Hugh Hefner, pornography, uh, Playboy, and the whole shebang does need to be discussed more. I'm not going to get into tons and tons of details on this podcast, I started reading about it and there's just, it's, it's one of these things where it's just, uh, there's so much there to discuss and so much to correct. And as I mentioned in the discussion with the young woman, uh, the average age of someone being exposed to pornography is uh, 11 years old now. And if you are a college student and you've watched pornography from 11, roughly to say 18 years old, no wonder everybody's so confused sexually and everything else. And so I do uh, I do think we need to spend more time discussing pornography and uh, discipling people through pornography because it's uh, ubiquitous and it's a consuming problem. Even with many people in our circles, we th and we often think that we're so good because you know we hold to the right doctrines and all that sort of stuff. But there's a lot of sin in the camp and pornography being ubiquitous, even in our uh, circles is one of them. And we would do well to repent rather than just complain about everybody else everyone else's involvement in the sexual revolution. And the main way for a man to fight against it is take on responsibility and to uh, turn yourself outwards rather than inwards. 
And then from there, you also obviously can go get married if you can't control yourself as well. But that's obviously not a cure-all, as I know people who are married who are involved with it and everything else. So there's a, a lot of issues uh, to be untied. I don't expect to untie them uh, in this podcast, nor necessarily when I'm on campus. Uh, the main reason I have porn is hate, and I bring that out, is just because it's it's a little it's just a direct, gets right at the heart of the issue. And you'll listen to those conversations and you know, they're, they're similar. One's a slightly, they're slightly different, but for the most part, they're kind of similar to one another because it enables us to get at the heart of pornography. What is going on in pornography? It's hatred of women, I believe. Uh, that's, that's the root thing. And I was going to play a clip. Um, I remember on Instagram, I think it was Barstool Sports, they played a clip from a fraternity, but there was just so much profanity in it and just so wicked. Um, maybe one day I'll talk to Knox and those guys and see if we can make a video or somehow play it. Because I, I, I do think that some people need to hear this because it is so shocking in a way, uh, but I wasn't comfortable playing it. Uh, so I didn't play it. So anyway, um, one thing I did want to brush on before we get into this conversation was I was reading a really good little article um, from the National Post. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name. Let's see if I can find this real quick. Um, there's no name attached. Um, but he his name is John Robson. And um, he quotes actually the editor's letter from the first um, Playboy. And it, one of the things that's kind of interesting, it says this, we enjoy mixing up cocktails and an hors d'oeuvre or two, putting a little mood music on the phonograph and inviting a female acquaintance for a quiet discussion on Picasso, Nietzsche, jazz, sex. So a female acquaintance, not a, uh, obviously not your wife, not a girlfriend, but just a female acquaintance and have her over for Picasso, Nietzsche, jazz, and sex. And I do think it's kind of interesting that they chose Picasso, Nietzsche, jazz, and sex. Um, I'm not uh, versed enough on jazz, uh, but there are those who would connect it uh, in part with a, a chaos and sexual revolution. I'm not smart enough to uh, draw those uh, connections. Nietzsche obviously gives helps gives us nihilism at bottom. Uh, but the one guy I did want to uh, brush on here is Picasso, because I remember years ago uh, reading uh, Francis Schaeffer on art, and I wanted to uh, – bring up a discussion that he has on Picasso. And he says this, uh, the breakthrough in painting came in Picasso's Domocile, Domocile d'Alvignon. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right at all. I feel like an idiot speaking in French. And so I just butcher it. Uh, kind of side funny story. We're not too far from Coeur d'Alene here. And years ago, I was on a date with a girl who's a missionary to uh, France. And I mentioned Coeur d'Alene. She goes, oh, your French is so bad. And I was like, not as bad as your attitude. But uh, that didn't work out. But uh, I was supposed to say like, whatever she wanted me to say. And I, w I just wasn't going to say it. So anyway, uh, where are we at? A painting which takes place its name from a house of prostitution in Barcelona. I think I got that one right, Barcelona. Uh, Picasso began this work in the vein of other paintings of the period, but as one critic describes it, Picasso ended it as a semi-abstract composition in which the forms of the nudes and their accessories are broken up into planes compressed into a shallow space. More specifically, Picasso began on the left by painting the forms rather naturally. So think on the left side of this painting, uh, the form of the woman is uh, relatively natural. Then he says, toward the middle, he painted more like Spanish primitives, and finally on the right, as he finished his work, he painted the women as only abstract forms and symbols or masks, and thus succeeding in making monsters of his human subjects. Picasso knew what he was doing, and for a moment the world stood still. It was, in fact, so strong an expression that for a long time, even his friend would not accept it. They didn't even want to look at it. Thus, in his paintings of the women, Picasso pictured the fractured nature of modern man. What T.S. Eliot did in his poetry, Picasso had already done in his paintings. Both men deserve high scores for suiting the vehicle to their message. So just think of, on the left, you kind of have a natural-looking woman. By the end, they're monsters. And you look at the last 70 years from uh, Hugh Hefner's original issue of Playboy that included Marilyn Monroe to 
where we're at now. Uh, essentially, human monsters have been hunting over the degrading passions from silicone this to silicone that to uh, your lips to your face to mutilations to cutting and everything else. We've become monsters. And so that Picasso painting sums up in short what kind of the sexual revolution post Hugh Hefner has given us. And it's what porn creates in us. So uh, if you're involved in pornography, uh, fight to get out. Go talk to your pastor. Talk to people around you. Uh, get out of it. Uh, don't succumb to it. Fight uh, against it. Uh, consume yourself with love rather than lust and destruction. Uh, because that Picasso painting, I think, is the end result of people who give themselves over to it. So here are two conversations um, that you can listen to. I'll actually come back after the first one. Uh, I would say the root of pornography, the reason men are engaged in pornography is a fundamental misogyny towards women. Uh, they enjoy seeing women be defiled and ruined and degraded, and so that's why men observe pornography. It's not. What about women observing? Uh, well, women can be self-haters, too. You can hate yourself. Well, what about with men? What about? Men can be self-hating, too. Yeah. And so people are people can be self-hating, and so the the root of pornography, uh, the reason people are observing it isn't because they love women; um, it's because they hate women. Um, and I would say that's the root. So if uh, if you're you know, if you know a guy who looks at pornography, so if he could really reveal what's going on in his heart and mind, yeah. the, the thoughts that he's having, if he project up there for the world to see, no one would walk by. You, would, you wouldn't walk by him if your boyfriend. So you have a boyfriend who looks at pornography. You wouldn't, and you could see his thoughts. You wouldn't say, "Oh wow, he really respects that woman. He desires her good. He loves her." Yeah. Um, it'd be rooted in hatred of her. Um, he enjoys her uh, maybe being harmed, maybe being beaten, being choked, whatever yeah. it may be. And so I would just say that's the root of pornography. But where it's yeah. so ubiquitous in our culture, we think it's normal and we yeah. think it's abnormal. Um, well, I'd say, no, it's, it's totally abnormal. And even though we're a culture that talks a lot about love, I think we're kind of confused on what love is and yeah. stuff like that. So that's the root issue. Yeah, yeah, no. Porn definitely messes with sex expectations, what sex is supposed to be about and, uh, rather than what it's become about. And so, yeah, you think of a 11, so the average age, I think, is 11 years old when a boy's exposed to it. So you think of an 11 year old boy. I know, I started, I mean, I didn't start watching it, but people showed me porn mm -hmm. when I was in fourth grade. I don't know how old that is, maybe nine? Yes, yeah, yeah, roughly 10, so, yeah. I mean, I've, it definitely makes it less special mm -hmm. because you wanted to look this certain way, but it really is a whole other thing. And. I, I agree with your statement. Yeah. Porn creates hate, is what I would say. Mm -hmm. Porn creates hate. Yeah. Yeah, so I was similar. I was, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. I remember, I, like, and I was confused because, like, one of those things, like, you're kind of, you want to see it, but you also yeah. don't want to see it. So as a little kid, you're confused yeah. on what's going on with it and, like, what, what am I supposed to think? And, yeah, then you watch it and, uh, yeah, being little, you're just trying to make sense of it. And yeah. it is one of those things. Fortunately, uh, you know, I remember I had, literally I had a magazine when I was in – and I remember just thinking, like, you know, I don't know if this category would really be for – you know, I'm much older than you guys. But, like, I remember being a senior in high school and having a magazine and just being like, I'm perverted. Like, I remember just thinking, like, like – why would I be looking at this? And I burned it and that was kind of the end of it. But it was like, it was like this thing where I, like, but yeah, like if it was available, I would have observed it. But then I kind of had to come to a place of like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And like, and I didn't think I could love my girlfriend or love people around me well, if I'm observing that stuff to go from observing that to observing you, so to speak. You know what I mean? It's just like, you can't, you can't have that radical shift in your, in your mind. So it's it just does suck. Porn sucks. It really does. It, and you're always concerned if you're not like, up to par, mm -hmm. you know? 
and you're never going to be because you're a real person. Exactly. <laughs> you're never going to be. You're a you real person. Be more than car, <laughs> uh-huh. if, especially if there's love. And and what does that look like? And what it looks like, whereas love is just a guy taking, whereas love is giving. And so yeah. if you're having sex with someone who loves, they're going to seek to give. Both be giving and both be taking. Yeah. And so I mean, the guy, yeah. So the man going into it should be serving and loving, yeah. whereas porn just takes and destroys. Yeah. And so yeah. And then from there, you know, you have some women who, oftentimes, like you know, even just their background, like. If, if you listen to the background of many of these women who are involved, like it's a series of abuses. You know what I mean? It's not like they just wake, not too many. I'm not going to say universally, but in general, not too many just wake up one day and be like, oh, you know what I do? I want to sleep with as many men as humanly possible. Um, but there's often, you know, tragedies in the background that lead up to it. And it's often the last thing. And so they're willing to do anything because they need the money or they need something. You know what I mean? And, and then from there, you have some guy observing that and he gets with you and he's like, oh, why is she behaving this way? Well, because I'm a real person. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and what I need is actual love, yeah. not just to be used. And yeah. so, so it, it ends up distorting everything downstream. Yeah. And so. Yeah, it totally played with, plays with our culture in sex, our sexual culture. Yeah. Yeah, it's messy. Take care. (laughs) Have a good one. So there was that discussion with that woman. Now we're going to have another brief discussion here with a young man. You're going to see that the conversation is similar in kind. And I actually compressed this because what's funny is he came back maybe 10 minutes later. I don't remember if it was 10 or 15 minutes later, but I compressed the uh, audio a little bit. So you'll hear him leave, say goodbye, then he'll come back and we'll kind of reinitiate the conversation. Yeah, well, I think the, the, the root of pornography, if you're honest with your thoughts, is your observe, if you observe pornography, if you're honest with your thoughts, what's going on there? It's not because you love women. It's not because you love those women. Uh, it's rooted in uh, degrading, defiling, and dishonoring of the women. Um, so I think, and that's, that's the rub, because obviously men aren't going to be honest with themselves that, oh, yeah, I watch pornography because I enjoy seeing women be defiled. No one wants to come out publicly and say that. No guy even involved in pornography be like, oh, yeah, I love carrying out rape fantasies and things like that. And women being like, oh, yeah, I enjoy this. So, like, nobody actually wants to get at the root of it. You have to say it's pleasurable. You have to say it's enjoyable. Because if you don't, then there's something morally wrong with you. And if there's something morally wrong with you, maybe there's something morally wrong with everything you're involved in. So I think if instead of me out here tomorrow, if you go home tonight, you observe pornography and you're masturbating to a computer screen and your thoughts are projected up here for the world to see as you're doing that, no one's going to walk by and be like, wow, that guy loves women. Boy, that guy, he's a really good guy. And you know what? He, he desires her good. They'd be like, yikes. But everybody out here would see a bit of themselves in you. So the logic behind it is that. What's going on in the hearts of men and the minds of people as they're observing it? What creates a whole you know, multi-billion dollar industry. I think uh, even more than Amazon and Google porn gets uh, visited. Um, or maybe those are those are either the only two that get visited more than porn sites or even, I can't remember which way it goes. Um, but yeah, so what's feeding that? Um, I would say it's not love for your neighbor. Uh, it's, it's, it's a dishonoring and a hatred of your neighbor. Um, and so I don't, I can't think of a, an instance where it'd be like, uh, where someone wanting to observe two people having sex is rooted in love for those two people. Well, you have a very strong. <laughs> so that's the logic behind yeah, it. No, that, is, that, is, that is where I, I am hesitant to say that any one thing is always either good or bad or mm-hmm. hate or love. Right. So that's why I wanted to ask. Yeah. Your, what your logic? Yeah. Is. So that's the logic behind it. All of it. Is. Yeah. So that's the logic behind it. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Take care, man. What's your name? Owen. Owen. I'm Keith. Nice to meet you. Keith. Yeah. Take care. All right. So. Right. I, I do think that your sentiment is not inherently wrong, but I don't think that you can say that all of it is hate, right? So if, for example, 
uh, your significant other, your spouse, were to, of their own volition, uh, take a nude picture and then send it to you. It's pornographic in nature, mm -hmm. but it is coming from a place of love, so then it can it be hate. Well, I would say at that point, so I, I, I would make a distinction between, obvious, obviously there's nothing wrong with a husband enjoying his wife and his wife's body and all that sort of stuff. Now, I do think it would be foolish uh, to be sending digital images of yourself to to, to, your, to your spouse. I would, say, I, would say, I, would say, I would say it was foolish. So, but I would make a distinction there because in the context of a man, like, so I, I don't think, so I'd make a distinction, like, you know, is, so a woman, you know, you can have a woman nude out here today that, and it, you can even have a nude woman, you can have Michelangelo's Davids that's not pornographic. So you can have nudity that's not pornographic. You can even have nudity that's sensual that's not pornographic. Um, and so, but I would say that a man desiring his wife is not pornographic. A uh, man desiring his life is not rooted in lust. It could, but um, hopefully it's rooted in love. So, yeah. uh, but that's why I said towards the end of the conversation, I made the comment that I can't think of a scenario where someone looking in on a couple's relationship uh, uh, having having sex would be where you're actually, it's because you love them. Uh, that, that That's where the root is. So I do think a husband and wife can enjoy each other's nudity and all yeah. that that entails. And I don't think that's hatred because I, I would put that in a different category than something that's pornographic. All right. So then there's the distinction between what is porn and what is yeah, yeah. So Michelangelo, you know, if, if, I, you, and obviously people can pervert anything. If you can pervert someone's feet, you can pervert Michelangelo's David. So, yeah. so, so obviously, obviously anybody can turn anything into some uh, sensual sort of thing. Uh, I'm, you know, I am, I am working with some level of normalcy here that, uh, yeah. you know, the idea of Michelangelo's David's not pornographic. Uh, inherently, someone walking out here with bare feet's not pornographic or sensual, but somebody might turn that into something sexual. So, so the idea that people distort things, pervert things, a separate category I'd want to work with. Yeah, so I would make a distinction between a husband loving his wife, wife and husband, from people observing outsider sort of stuff. So. All right. Yep. <laughs> it does become kind of that subjective definition of what is porn and what is not. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. And there is a certain level of uh, subjectivity, but, it, but, I, but I, would, I would make a distinction. Even a wife seeking to arouse her husband is not inherently sinful. It's not inherently bad. So the idea that a wife, you know, the, the husband wants his wife, that's, I would just say that's, a, I would just say that's, a, that's an essentially, essentially good thing. And so, uh, whereas I do think, you know, uh, some woman trying to arouse another man's wife is is in a different category. So it's not totally subjective because it deals with your relations. And obviously, there's a subjective element. If, if I'm in a marriage with somebody, there, that you know, there are two subjects that have changed. But yeah, so I don't think the definition is totally subjective because it deals with relationships and who's yeah. who and all that sort of stuff. But that's where I'd be coming from. Awesome. All right. Yeah, yeah. Take care. What's your name again? Owen. Owen. That's right. God bless you, man. Enjoy your day. So that's this episode of the Campus Reach Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, demands, rebukes, exhortations, feel free to reach out to me, Keith Darrell at Gmail, Campus Evangel on Twitter, Campus Preacher on Instagram, and then Keith Darrell on Facebook. And if you are in engaged in pornography, uh, you know, fight through repentance, uh, meet with your pastor, meet with your elders, figure out a way uh, forward rather than handing yourself over to degrading passions. And as we are engaged in a spiritual war, not just a mere cultural war, uh, but the culture war is downstream from worship, that if you read Romans 1 and the degrading passions that you are observing, if you're observing uh, pornography, is is a fruit of that, is a fruit of a lack of thankfulness to God, lack of love towards God, lack of love towards your neighbor. So the question becomes, how can you as a Christian man or a Christian woman um, 
grow in your love towards God and love towards your neighbor. And so hopefully you have a good pastor and some good people around you that can help encourage you in that, what it means to put to death the misdeeds of the body and to walk in newness of life. Um, If I can help you in any way, feel free to reach out to me uh, through those various mediums I just mentioned. Um, But at the end of the day, I think your uh, church and your pastor and your elders are your best bet in fighting your way forward. Uh, Feel free to reach out to me if I can be of any help. Lord bless you. Keep you. Talk to you next week.